The Indiana Hoosiers are 4-0 in the men's basketball season with one of the top defenses in the country, at least statistically so far. Uh, today we're going to look at what's made this defense so good, uh, where they're excelling, why they're excelling. We're going to talk about a handful of players that I mentioned in Monday's pod that have stuck out to me over the weekend. And we're going to preview the game against Jackson State tonight, get you all set with as much basketball coverage as you can handle. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is... Tuesday, November 23rd, this is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletics, news, analysis, fun, jokes. We just like to keep it lighthearted, like to learn some stuff while we're here. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We've been crushing it since the start of basketball season. I know you guys love to hear about this basketball team. We're going to keep it coming today. But remember that Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As I mentioned... It's an all-basketball episode today. One of the first we've had in a while. I've been trying to pack so much stuff into these episodes to keep all bases covered that really since the start of the regular season, we haven't just kind of looked at this team for all three segments. So we're going to spend all day today talking about this Hoosier team. Got some stats for you. Got some numbers, some interesting figures for where this team is succeeding as always, though, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me at Jacob Rood and the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. If we're going to talk about this Hoosier team, the pretty obvious starting point uh, through the first four games of the season is going to be that defense, which I, I joked on Monday's episode We're going to have to start coming up with a lot of words to describe this team because we're going to use them often. Suffocating is the one I keep going back to because that's just what this defense is. They keep coming and keep coming. They're up in your face. They get you uncomfortable. They speed you up. They force you into bad shots. They just suffocate you. And I think that's exactly the word I would use specifically for what they did to Louisiana. Now, we mentioned going into the weekend, Louisiana's offense is really bad. Uh, they were bad coming into the game. They hadn't done well and had only played one D1 school in the first three games. And they looked atrocious <laughs> on Sunday night. I think that is worth noting. They are now 358th out of, I believe, 358 in effective field goal percentage. On the season, yes, they are dead last in effective field goal percentage. Uh, They are just a really, really bad offense. Some of those three-pointers, some of those layups, uh, honestly, some of about every shot they took looked really bad at times. Uh, They're athletic, and they have a pretty good defense. 
Their turnover, their number one in turnover percentage, IU helped them tremendously with that. But that was an athletic team that caused problems for Indiana, but they could not score for the life of them. And a large part of that is because Indiana is also a really, really good defense. And we have a large sample size of games against Division I teams to prove that. Uh, Indiana, these are all going to be numbers based on, or from Kim Palm, which is just the go-to place for your advanced numbers for the Hoosiers, for college basketball. I've mentioned multiple times uh, some of their numbers. We're going to mention them all season. Right now, through the first four games, uh, the Hoosiers nationally rank 13th in adjusted or defensive adjusted efficiency, which means it's taking out tempo, taking out style, taking out everything. Just baseline Hoosiers rank 13th in defense, which is a number I can believe because this defense is legit. Um, they obviously haven't played the elite of the elite. They're not going to do that till Big Ten play, but they're not going to face a team that much better than what St. John's was until they meet Ohio State in January. Every other team they're going to face is right around that area. Notre Dame, Wisconsin are just north of the top 40 in Ken Palm, whereas St. John's was 47. So they're going to be right around there. So I, I think this is a level this team can play at. The Hoosiers right now rank number one in the country in defensive effective field goal percentage, which um, takes into account just a type of shot, where the shots are coming from. Um, it gives more weight to um, three-point shots and less weight to two-point shots. Um, and the Hoosiers are the best team in the country at that. Again, it's another kind of baseline stat that shows what type of shots they're giving up, where, what teams are shooting there. Again, Louisiana helped those numbers with just a truly putrid offensive display, but the Hoosiers were already ranking pretty high going into the game in those numbers. Indiana also ranks first in the country in two-point percentage, which is really impressive uh, considering that Trace and Race, neither are kind of your traditional center rim protector. Typically, the teams that are going to rank pretty highly there are teams that have a rim protector, have somebody big in the middle of the, middle of the paint that's going to clog things up. Uh, the Hoosiers don't have that. And we're going to talk about those big guys here in a second and why they're important. Uh, some other numbers, they rank 19th in block percentage. Trace has been amazing this season in that regard. Uh, he ranks 38th in the country individually in block percentage. Um, they also rank 23rd in non-steal turnovers. So, I mean, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, turnovers that are not that don't become steals, so dead ball turnovers. Hoosiers ranked 23rd in the country. I think that's kind of indicative of a good defense forcing bad mistakes instead of necessarily a player players coming away with steals. Um, just a load of numbers. They're 52nd and three-point percentage. There's really not an area this team has struggled aside from steal percentage, but when you rank as highly as they do a non-steal turnover percentage, you're getting the turnover, so that doesn't matter as much. I think one of the biggest reasons this defense has found success is simply because 
everybody is athletic out there on the court and everybody is fully bought in. Uh, the athleticism shows most in how the big men de- or play defense. If you guys follow the uh, at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter, our Twitter account, I tweeted out a couple clips. I rewatched the first half as much as the Big Ten Network showed on Sunday. Um, honestly, it's a joke that the Big Ten Network doesn't have multiple channels. There's plenty of stuff they could show. Uh, the volleyball game deserved to have airtime, but they should have multiple channels. They make enough money. The Big Ten makes enough money to have multiple channels. Nonetheless, rant over. Rewatched the first half, tweeted out some clips. I'd like, I'm going to try to do that more and more, little breakdowns here and there on Twitter. But one of the clips I tweeted was how Indiana's bigs not having to play drop coverage, which is, all this is something that Zach Osterman pointed out on the Indy Star. Them not having to play drop coverage, being able to show and recover, means that a lot of first actions and initial actions offensively for teams are getting shut down. So just kind of a, an explainer, uh, drop coverage is simply when you come off a pick and roll, uh, it's how the big man defends the pick and roll. Drop coverage means they're going to stay in the paint, they're going to keep the guy in front of them, and they're going to ideally force them into a mid-range shot or keep them away from the rim long enough for the uh, their defender to get through the screen and recover. Indiana doesn't do that. Indiana's bigs typically just kind of, it's called show and recover. They race out to the guy coming off the screen, stop them long enough for the their defender to get back. But that requires athletic big men because they have to be able to get to the ball handler and then get back to their player without losing any ground. It's rare to have that in college basketball. Between Trace, Race, uh, Durr, all the bigs that have played, Geronimo's played some big minutes. Um, all those guys are quick enough, athletic enough to to play that type of defense. And I think that right there is a big reason why teams are struggling against the Hoosiers. Uh, having those athletic bigs and just athleticism all around also allows you to switch a lot more which is another thing that isn't done quite as much in college basketball, a lot more prominent in the NBA where there's just a whole bunch of athletes on the floor generally. Uh, But the switching, especially late in the shot clock, keeps you out of situations where somebody gets a late advantage and gets an easy bucket. You can switch. You can – they can keep guys in front of them. If it's trace, if it's race, those types of guys are going to be able to keep the guards in front of them generally and force a tough shot. So – I think the big men are a really big reason why this team um, has had a really strong defensive start. There's also a lot of guards that have played really well. I want to talk about them in a minute. There's a couple guys I want to highlight, uh, but three players that we're going to discuss. First, though, let's talk about NetSuite. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, The championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while still staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Went over to Prize Picks before we started today's show. They do not have anything updated for Tuesday's game yet. Uh, for the Hoosiers, they do have some players on there. Uh, we talked a lot about them with college football this season, but NetSuite also has college basketball stuff, which I know is probably a lot more appealing to Hoosier fans right now. I know specifically they have points, rebounds, and assists because that's what I saw on there. Judging by all the props that they have in college football, I'd expect there to be a lot more. For those that don't know, Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of. Uh, in football, it's anything from yards to receptions to rushes to passes to interceptions thrown, anything you can imagine. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Simple, you pick two to five players, pick the over-under on their prop, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepix.com. Use that promo code locked on to get that free money that they're giving you guys. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Went a little long into the first segment, but I, I just want to reiterate again. I think the buy in that Mike Woodson has got from this team uh, is incredible. And the defensive end is where you see that the most. Um, This team has been phenomenal defensively. I could not have possibly imagined them being this good this early into his tenure, but I've been so impressed with what Mike Woodson has done so far, whether on the court, on the recruiting trail. He's exceeded every expectation in front of him so far, uh, and it feels like the sky's the limit right now. Uh, before we jump into some of those guards, I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to talk about Tamar Bates, Parker Stewart, and Christian Lander here in just a moment. When we're done, make sure your second listen of the day is Locked on Pacers. For those NBA fans, I'm going to be on Locked on Pacers uh, on Wednesday's episode to talk the Pacers-Lakers game coming up uh, on Wednesday just before Thanksgiving. That'll be fun, exciting. We're going to plug Locked on Hoosiers a bunch as well. Pacers picked up a big win on Monday night, so be sure to head on over there, uh, hear how that one went down and whether it's a sign of the future. Uh, The first guy we're going to talk about is a guy I mentioned a couple times in the preseason, somebody I thought could jump into the starting lineup, and he's done nothing to dissuade me from that so far this season. It's it's Tamar Bates. Uh, The five-star recruit comes into the Hoosiers, and he's looked like a five-star recruit. Uh, so far this season, 
7.5 points uh, off the bench every game, shooting 66.7% from the field, 33% from three. Lefty little southpaw has a – it can look interesting, interesting release at times, but it's go, it goes in and that's all that matters at the end of the day. He's one of the few guys the Hoosiers have on the wing that can get their own shot. Uh, the, you have a guy like Xavier Don, Johnson, occasionally Finnessy and Lander, that can get to the rim. You don't have a guy like Tamar Bates in the starting lineup that can just create for themselves and get their own shot. Um, he probably is the team's most dangerous kind of scoring threat in that regard. Not necessarily shooter, because Parker Stewart, I think, pretty much proved that on Sunday. Miller Cop is probably a better shooter as well. But just like a pure scoring threat that can get a bucket, I think it's Tamar Bates when you look at some of the perimeter players. It's hard to make an adjustment to the starting lineup right now because the Hoosiers are winning and looking really good. But I would be pretty surprised if Tamar Bates doesn't make his way into that starting lineup, probably for Miller Cop. Wouldn't be anything necessarily that Miller Cop has done wrong. Uh, it's just that I think Tamar Bates is really good. Uh, Miller Cop has a role on this team, no matter whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He's going to be one of the three-point shooters this team relies upon. But I just think the, the versatility Bates offers offensively might end up outweighing uh, some of the other things that Miller Cop does well. Pretty much everybody is playing defense at a high level on this team right now as well. So there isn't a ton to separate out anybody on that end of the court. So if you can get everybody bought in, it's really what they're going to do on the other end. And there's times the Hoosiers still kind of go through lulls offensively. And I think inserting Bates into that lineup could be a solution. Again, I'm also a pretty big proponent of don't fix what ain't broke. And the Hoosiers aren't broke right now. Uh, if there's a point where they lose a game and the offense is a problem, I think that becomes a time when you discuss Tamar Bates into the starting lineup. For now, he's a great scoring option off the bench. He's great to put against second units and have him work. And it's worked out well so far for the Hoosiers, so you can't really blame him for how it's going. Mentioned Parker Stewart. He is a guy that up until Sunday, I probably would have made the case that Tamar Bates would take his spot. I think I might have last week as well. But he finally showed why he's going to be a valuable piece of this team. Busted out. I don't even necessarily want to call it a shooting slump when it's been three games, but more showcased what he can do in a big way on Sunday and had by far his best game as a Hoosier. Uh, he scores 16 points, goes four of five from three. Finally had one of those big scoring games that we had heard about and seen at UT Martin, at Pitt, uh, in previous seasons. Seasons. If he can score like that and he can get into bursts like that, he's going to have a really big role in this team. And I think he can. His shot looks really pure, really nice. Um, again, it doesn't really matter what your shot looks like if it goes in. So, But just from an aesthetics point of view, it looks nice. It looks like somebody who would be a, a consistent deep threat. It's how their shot would generally look. I think he's really important to this team. Because he is the the guy that is going to draw defense's attention from the three-point line. In that sense, I think there's an argument he's the most important guard on this team because the Hoosiers don't have a consistent 
the three-point threat outside of him. I also think as he goes, the Hoosiers' offense will go. If he's having a big night offensively, I would imagine the Hoosiers' offense as a whole is having a great night offensively because defenses are going to start chasing him, being aware of where he's at, and the Hoosiers are able to going to be able to run counters, um, use him as a decoy, things like that to create other openings. So I would envision most of the time he plays well. The Hoosiers' offense as a whole is playing well. And because of that, I, I think there's a fair argument for him being the most important guard on this team. Uh, you could make an argument for one of the point guards, Xavier Johnson, maybe just because we talked about last week. We need Hoosiers need somebody that can run the offense, set the table for this team. Johnson's looking a bit more like that. But the the guy I was most impressed with on Sunday in that regard is Christian Lander, who I think had his best game as a Hoosier uh, on Sunday. I don't even think that's a debatable <laughs> debatable argument. Uh, he, he never had a game where he had more than four rebounds, and he had six. He never had a game where he had more than four, than four assists, and he had six. And he only had one game where he had more than nine points, and that was 10. So he finishes nine points, six rebounds, six assists, couple of steals. Yeah, he turned the ball over four times. Everybody turns the ball over on this team right now. So I'm not necessarily going to knock him any more than anybody else. Um, he, he played with a freedom that I don't think he had last year. And it it's something that both him and – Geronimo both seem to have this year. I I don't want to keep necessarily bashing Archie on this. I'd like to eventually leave that in the past, but when you see the difference in so many of these guys from just last year to this year, it's hard not to look back and think what went wrong. Uh, last year, anytime Lander made a turnover, made a mistake, he could feel that pressure. He could he would know that he's about to be subbed out. When you play with that pressure, you you play you don't play with freedom, you're going to make mistakes. And Lander never really looked like the big recruit that he was. He looked better on Sunday than he ever did last season. He played with freedom. He knew if he made a mistake, he wasn't immediately going to be benched. And when I when I speak about Mike Woodson empowering these guys, that I think is probably the best example is that a guy like Lander knows he can have an assist, a game where he has four turnovers and still plays his best game as a Hoosier because he knows he's not going to be benched if that happens. So with Fennessey, again, we don't know how long he's going to be out. He didn't play Sunday, obviously. With Galloway out, Lander stepping up as he did on Sunday, absolutely seized uh, the moment, the opportunity, played really well uh, offensively. Defensively, I thought – he was a really good point of attack defender. There's a couple of different times where he was able to stop drives to the basket, force the defender or the offensive player, I should say, to take the ball back out, pass it, whatever it is. So he obviously, I think everybody is going to remember the play where he pokes the ball loose and dives on the ground. You do that at Assembly Hall, everybody's going to love you. So big, big start to the season for Lander. I was a little worried early in the year because he wasn't able to get off the bench. But he's off the bench. He got minutes. He got an opportunity. Because of the injuries, I think the opportunity is going to stay there. But most importantly, because he played well, the opportunity is going to stay there. So 
big games from all three of those guys so far this season uh, through the first four games. They're going to have another opportunity to do it on Sunday when they take on Jackson State. We'll talk about them, but not before we mention Bet Online. The Hoosiers do have odds for Tuesday's game. They're 22.5-point favorites, over-under of 128. I'm not one to bet on these early season games against uh, bad teams, basically, because anything can happen. But it's Thanksgiving season, and we all know what that means, football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline had you guys covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. It's no better tradition than eating some turkey and watching some NFL on Thursday. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On on your first deposit. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. See what I did there? The Hoosiers take on yet another uh, not-so-great team. That's what this schedule is loaded with. It's understandable. I think a lot of us expected a bit more of a learning curve, probably Mike Woodson himself, with this Hoosier basketball team. They will battle Jackson State on Tuesday, uh, tonight, as you're most likely listening to this. Jackson State comes in ranked number 285 on Ken Palm. For reference, that's marginally better than Eastern Michigan, who gave the Hoosiers one heck of a scare, uh, but pretty pretty significantly worse than Louisiana, who gave the Hoosiers no scare. So I think with more evidence, it's becoming clear that second half against Eastern Michigan was an outlier. Knock on wood, it's still only been eight halves to this season, so not a ton of sample size, but uh, based on the majority of the sample size we have, feel pretty confident about this game. So does Ken Palm, predicts a 75-53 final score, 98% win probability. For those astute or quick at math, 75-53 is a 128 uh, figure. The over-under is 128. Uh, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> the uh, Jackson State is a um, interesting team in that they are absolutely awful offensively. This is going to be another game that Hoosier defense is going to feast uh, just ahead of Thanksgiving. So far this season, they're 338 in adjusted offensive efficiency. They are 355th in free throws to field goals, which means they don't get to the line. They don't make shots. They are 322nd in two-point percentage, going up against the best defense in the country at two-point percentage field or shooting. 311% in offensive block rate, which means they're just getting shots swatted. Um, they don't really rank well in anything except three-point shooting, where they're 54th in the country at 38.8%. And yet, they're 0-4 on the season. They have played some decent competition. They opened the season against Illinois, Louisiana Tech, Cal Baptist, and Marshall. All teams are uh, fairly good, relatively speaking, but this is not 
a good Jackson State team. This is not a team that has just went up against a rough schedule and have competed. Uh, this is a team that's gotten beaten and looked pretty rough during that slate. Defensively, eh, they have one of the shortest possession lengths, but largely because everybody's scoring on them. Uh, they are one of the worst teams in offensive rebounding uh, and allowing them. They're going to allow a lot of offensive rebounds. They're going to put you at the line a lot. Hoosiers, I don't know how much they can take advantage of that. They've struggled there. Uh, they don't defend the two-point basket well. Pair that with some offensive rebounding numbers, and it seems like the Hoosiers are going to be able to make a living under the rim. Um, and they don't get blocks. They get blocked and they don't give blocks. So uh, it's an interesting team that I don't think the Hoosiers should have much problem with. A couple guys to note. Uh, Javius... Kennis is going to be an interesting test for uh, both Trace, Race, Michael Durr. He's averaging 12.8 points, 10.0 rebounds per game. 6'7", 220-pound forward. Um, he had a 20.10 rebound game against Louisiana Tech. Had 11 and 12 against Illinois and Kofi Coburn. Uh, so he's a guy that can hold his own, can get his numbers, uh, but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he fares. Actually, Kofi did not play that game, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see how he fares against Trace and Race, who I think have been really good defensively this season. Chance Moore is their best three-point shooter uh, by percentage uh, at 40%. Uh, Gabe Watson takes seven threes a game, but only makes 35% of them. Those are the two guys when that three-point percentage is so high, those are probably the two guys you're going to see hoisting. Biggest thing for the Hoosiers on Tuesday, things that everybody's going to be saying, cut down on those turnovers. We'd like to see just a few less than 27. Uh, and a more efficient offense. See it in bits and spurts. I'd like to see a half. I'd love to see a game. But I'd like to see a half where things are kind of clicking. They're making the right plays knocking down open three-pointers, Trace is getting to the basket, and everything is just kind of mowing along because that feels like the the biggest thing for this Hoosier team right now is that uh, the offense is start and stop. Uh, one way to do that is to get in transition, which is another clip I tweeted on uh, Monday evening. I think it's going to be an area the Hoosiers live in is getting those stops, uh, getting the ball out quick and going up against a team in transition that's backpedaling, gets confused, gets lost, and the Hoosiers get a bucket. Uh, whether it's somebody attacking the rim, your Christian Landers, your Xavier Johnsons, whether it's a three-point shooter, a Miller Cop, or a Parker Stewart, or whether it's a trailing big, Trace Jackson Davis, Michael Durr, things like that. That's going to be an area where the Hoosiers can take advantage this season, I think. Overall, I'm excited to watch this Hoosier basketball team, which is a lot more than I can say about the team basically at any point in the last couple of seasons. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Wednesday to talk about this game. Uh, recap, hopefully another impressive victory. Now for your second listen today, lock, head on over to Locked on Bets your daily one-stop shop for all the gambling needs. 
hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks again for the love in the past couple of weeks as basketball season has gotten underway. Uh, be sure to leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Tweet at us any questions or topics you want us to discuss. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave those rating and reviews. Most importantly, have a great Tuesday and LEO.